What the heck is freeze-dried food and why do you need it in your preps? The swamp drawer, where all good produce goes to die. Dun, dun, dun. We couldn't afford it even when there weren't food shortages. We certainly can't afford it now. Recession-proof your grocery budget. Learn to grow the food your family eats without the weeds or the waste. For more information about my simple and easy container gardening course, where you will learn to save money by growing your own healthy organic fruits and vegetables, go to joyfulprepcontainergarden.com. Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Birkin, and this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast. I'm Wendy Bergen, your host, and this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast, and I'm so glad that you're here listening. And as as I just mentioned, we're going to talk about freeze-dried food versus dehydrated food and why you need them in your preparations. Before I get started, I want to invite you, as you're listening, to... Um, Think about what you've learned, what you'll, what you're learning in this episode and go and teach it to somebody else so that they have the privilege of um, learning from you. You're communicating with one another and their life will be enriched and you get to retain those things that you're learning. So it's a win-win for all the people involved. Okay. So as we talk about freeze-dried and dehydrated food, I want to just mention the pioneers, the those wonderful adventurers who set out from the original colonies and, you know, the first few states to go west and to find in, in search of a, I don't know if it's a better life or to claim some of their own somewhere, but they, they had it hard um, crossing the plains. They had it hard crossing the country. And they didn't know what they were going going to expect. They they'd heard some things, and they like there was experiences coming back, but they didn't know exactly what they were going to see, what they were going to run into. And um, I think about the stories that I've heard, and there actually there's a wonderful book called Bendigo Shafter. I will um, post by Lou Lamore, and I'll post that in the link in my show notes. It's a wonderful book, wonderful, wonderful book about kind of establishing a homestead out in the middle of nowhere and the skills that you need in order to do so. And then I think of other pioneer stories that I've heard about literally they would boil their shoe leather to make a, to make a drink. It wouldn't even be considered a broth. I don't even know if it was flavored water. I don't know what it would be called, but because that shoe leather was made from the hide of an animal, probably, I don't even know what it would be, probably a cow. They would, the soles, I guess. I don't know. 
I just know that they did this. And the, I guess they did this in order to, to suck out any little bit of nutrition that was left in that leather. And they would eat it and they would drink the boiled water. And that is horrible. I think that's just horrible that, but that they did that and you know, yay. I I'm impressed, honestly. Um, but I think about them and I often think about how easy it is for me to get food, whether it's just going to the grocery store or me being prepared by having food, a food storage. And and I think I just want to dedicate this show to the pioneers because they did an amazing, amazing job. Let's talk about dehydrated food first. So dehydrated food, many of you are very familiar with dehydrated food. You got your beef jerky, you got some of the, like you can go to the grocery store and get the little bags of dehydrated um, veggies and fruits. You know, some of them are in a little trail mix. You, so you're, most people are very, very familiar with dehydrated food. The way the food gets dehydrated is through a process called evaporation. Maybe I should have um, prefaced this little bit with hang in there. This is going to get just a little sciencey, but you need to know just generally what's going on with your food. So evaporation is the, um, the way you use high heat to dehydrate or to evaporate the water that's in the food. Most of you, well, I would think many of you are aware of dehydrators. There's the kinds that ha- that are usually kind of round. The trays are round. They stack on top of each other. There are the ones that are more like a cabinet, boxy kind of one, small. And you put the food on these trays that, that create a shelf. And they usually have mesh on the bottom so that the air can flow from the top to the bottom and all around inside of the, of the dehydrator. And that is high heat. And it's blown by a fan throughout the dehydrator. And it causes evaporation so that the um, water comes out of the food. That's evaporation. You guys are very familiar with evaporation. Now, freeze-dried food. This is... So let me just tell you something. Well, that's what I'm here for, right? (laughs) Freeze-dried food is dehydrated food as well, but it uses a different process than evaporation. But it is dehydrated food. It's a delicate form of dehydrated food. Very, very delicate. And it's so cool. And it actually does occur in, in the wild. It occurs just naturally in the world. And I will, I will share that with you, but listen. So I want you just to hang with me while I do a quick science explanation. It's not really science. I'm not very good with science, but so you have your food and you have to have a different type of machine. You have to have a freeze dryer. The food needs to be frozen, hence freeze dried, the freeze, you know, gave it away, right? You have to have the food frozen. 
you need to have all the little water molecules that are in the food, they need to be frozen. And this happens at around 40 below zero for a sustained amount of time. In this machine, you will have shelves. Underneath each shelf, you'll have this little, this thin heating pad that gradually, gradually raises the temperature on the frozen food. As the heating pad heats up, it warms the shelf and the shelf warms the food, the frozen food on the tray. There is a time in this moment, and it happens over time, like it happens over many, many hours. The heating pad warms up, it cools down, it warms up, it cools down. So that's happening. There's a vacuum that goes on and it pumps as that food just starts to melt because there's a vacuum and it sucks that water it's really a vapor, sucks it right out, and it collects on the inside of the drum, which is frozen. So you'll have ice that forms inside of the machine, which leaves that freeze-dried food delicately dehydrated because it needs cold temperatures with gent cold slash gentle temperatures, and then it warms up and creates this process called sublimation. Now, this occurs in nature. It occurs in the wild. When, if those of you who live in cold areas um, and you had, let's say, um, it snowed and then it warmed up and the snow melted a little bit and left like a little ice, a little puddle, and then overnight it froze again. So you have ice and it never really gets warm enough to melt that ice over the next couple of days. What happened, but, but you notice that the ice puddle starts to, or I guess a puddle, ice puddle starts to disappear. That sublimation. There is just enough, excuse me, there's just enough warmth coming from the sun that as it starts to um, melt, uh, it turns to a vapor and it's, and it's carried off into the, into the air, into the atmosphere. Air, I guess. Um, and that's, you get that moisture that way. So it does occur naturally in nature because that nature, natural, same thing, right? Okay. Yay. We're moving. We're moving on. Okay. So you have evaporation and you have a sublimation. Sublimation is what freeze drying does and evaporation is dehydrated. Okay. Those are the difference. Now let's do pros and cons. Um, because of the delicate nature of freeze-drying sublimation, here are the pros. The pros are you will, um, the food will retain up to 97% of its nutrients, all the vitamins, all the minerals, all the yum that's in the food. And remember, whatever quality went into the machine is the quality that will come out of the machine. So if you put rubbish in, rubbish will come out, but it'll be freeze-dried. If you put high quality food in, high quality food will come out. Because of this delicate nature of dehydration, you the food will retain its shape, its color. Um, it'll be lighter, mean, meaning less heavy. Um, the enzymes are in there. The nutri nutrients are in there. Fibers in there. Um, it doesn't need much water to rehydrate the food, and it's easy just to eat it um, right out of the freeze dryer. It's just Crunchy. 
Um, it has a very long shelf life if it is stored correctly and it doesn't take very long to rehydrate it. So not much water and not very long to rehydrate it. So that's, those are the pros of freeze dried food. The hydrated food, um, the pros, it's less expensive. The machine, to buy the machine is less expensive and to buy the dehydrated food. So if you bought your own dehydrator to um, dehydrate your own food or, or whether you grew it in the garden or bought it at the grocery store, that machine is going to be less expensive than a freeze drying machine. And the, if you bought just dehydrated food, it will be less expensive than freeze dried food. You can save the enzymes in dehydrated food. You just have to um, dehydrate the food at a very, very low temperature. With the, the cons to freeze dried food is that it's more expensive to buy a freeze dried machine. It's more expensive than to buy a dehydrator. Um, to buy freeze-dried food is more expensive to, than to buy dehydrated food. Um, freeze-dried food can be a little more, a uh, little bit more sensitive to um, moisture in the air than dehydrated food because it just doesn't take much to rehydrate that the um, that freeze-dried food. So you need to keep it sealed. I mean, it's fine. It's not like, oh, I opened it and now it's bad. It's not that, but you just have to, you just have to store it correctly once you've opened it. Again, what you put into the machine, if you buy a freeze drying machine, what you put into the machine is what you will get out of the machine. So if you don't put high quality food in, you're not going to get high quality food out. It doesn't magically change into something Wonderful. I wish it did. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Be so cool. Like this machine takes rotten food and recreates it into beautiful, brand new, just picked food. Ah, one day. Maybe we'll have that one day. I don't think so, but I think that would be fun. Okay. So now dehydrated cons. It needs more water in order to rehydrate it, and it needs to be hot water. You really can't, I, I've not had success rehydrating dehydrated food with cooler water. It really needs to be boiling water, really hot water to rehydrate that food. That's why dehydrated food does really well in soups where you can throw it in soups and stews where it has the heat and the moisture and it can come back. It does take longer though. It takes a bit longer for it to and do its thing to come back. Um, what happens in dehydration, because it's that high heat and, um, and it's circulating around inside that for so long, what happens is in order for that water to come out of the cells of the plant of the food, it needs it to, it, the cell walls essentially collapse because it's really, really hard on the food. So the walls, so the, the cell walls collapse and it takes a lot of water, heat, hot water to plump that food back up. Whereas freeze dried food, because it's so delicately dehydrated, it does, and it doesn't use that high heat that that's why it retains its shape and its color dehydrated, um, will lose its vibrant color where, where 
most freeze-dried food will keep its vibrant color and shape. Um, and the other um, con for the dehydrated food is that it retains up to about 36% of its nutrients compared to freeze-dried food at 97%. Now, again, these are just the facts, facts, man. Um, so those are the pros and the cons between the two, and there's a place for them. Um, I think beef jerky is a, is a wonderful skill to have to make beef jerky because you want to put that in the dehydrator because um, you want that it to kind of cook a little bit in there, whereas in the freeze dryer, it doesn't have any ability to take a raw food and kind of cook it and, and save it that way. If you put something in raw, like meat, when it comes out, it's raw. It just doesn't have any moisture, but it would still retain any kind of things um, that were in that meat. If it had salmonella, it would come out with salmonella, that type of thing. Whereas if you dehydrate beef, beef jerky, you have that system in place. You have a marinade for it, which also helps with the preservation of the meat. But I'll remember that. But you can dehydrate without a machine. We're not going to go into that right now. But there, it's easier to dehydrate. That would be another pro to dehydration is that it's much easier. You cannot freeze-dry something without a machine unless you live at the top of the Andes or something. I read stories that um, people who live in these high mountainous places have learned how to freeze-dry in nature. Um, okay, so... You can do it without um, a dehydrator, but, and it's a wonderful way to preserve your food. I would, I think onions would be a fantastic uh, food to dehydrate. Same with garlic, um, onions and garlic, carrots, those kinds of things are wonderful. You, the dehydrated onions work, work wonderfully. I'd use dehydrated onions a lot in, in the things that I do cook. Um, so freeze drying, you've got to have a machine. You've got to have a special machine and it is, some people would say it's expensive. Okay. So those are pros and cons to, to freeze dried and dehydrated. Hopefully I did them all justice. I think they did. I think those foods would be very happy with how I did pros and cons because they have feelings. Okay. Um, now I wanted to um, let you know that in the show notes, there is a link to a booklet, I guess, about 10 creative ways of how to use freeze-dried food, something like that. I can't remember the title to my own creations, but most of the time I get my kids' names right. So, you know, I got that going for me. <laughs> so you can go into the link and go find that. If you'd like to download that, it'll talk more about freeze-dried food and gives you 10 different ways of using um, freeze-dried food, not just to cook, but for gifts, for medicinal way, ways to use medicinally, um, make baby food from, for, from it, um, jar meals. And there's, like I said, it talks about it. There's recipes. It's a, it's a nice resource, actually. I think it's pretty great. Um, so you can go do that. If you buy uh, freeze-dried food or dehydrated food, do your best to find out what the origin of that food is. 
there are just like in regular food, we're getting we're getting shipments from all over the world into our into our food system. We don't really know where it's coming from. We don't know how they how they grow their food. And so find out if you can where the origin of these foods are from. I think I said that right. <laughs> I am going to recommend two different companies. I am a rep for both companies and I will put my links for both um, companies in the show notes as well. Free, for the freeze dryer is a harvest right freeze dryer. And I've had one for seven years um, as of 2023. I have freeze dried uh, raw eggs from my chickens. It's a wonderful way to preserve those eggs. Um, I have freeze dried um, hamburger and chicken. I cook all my foods before I package them up. That's just the way I do it. I have freeze dried um, anything that comes from the freezer section of the grocery store. If I find a really good deal on peas or cauliflower from the grocery store, I'll bring them home. I can store them in the freezer until I'm ready to freeze dry them and they're already frozen. So I just put them on the tray and hit the button and off they go. So you can, you can freeze dry foods that are already frozen. You can grow your own foods. I've done that before. Herbs. I've seen people freeze dry flowers. I think that takes a delicate touch. I'm not quite that delicate. Um, so there's a lot that you can do with a freeze dryer. So the harvest rate is the freeze dryer that I recommend. Uh, I do have an Excalibur brand dehydrator. I use my dehydrator pulp, um, incubating. That's the word incubating yogurt. When I make my own yogurt, um, any kind of cultured milk products, I use my dehydrator for that. I use my dehydrator. I will take wheat berries. I will sprout those and then I'll dehydrate it and grind it and make sprouted wheat flour. Um, so I use my dehydrator for a few different things than I do for preserving preserving the food. I prefer the freeze drying freeze dried food over the other. It's just it's just so easy to work with. Um, now, as far as buying freeze dried food, I am a rep for a company called Thrive Life. And, um, I have been with them for seven years. In fact, I bought my freeze dryer and, um, signed up with thrive on the same day. I just felt so impressed that I needed to have a different type of food in my storage. I had mostly canned foods, frozen foods, um, you know, grains, whole grains, things like that. Some dehydrated and I don't know what it was, but it just like hit me upside the head that I needed, I needed to have both. I needed to have the freeze dryer and I needed to be able to buy it. And I love, I do love Thrive Life Foods. I do think right now it is the best freeze dried food on the market as far as a bigger company. They do um, have access to the origin of all their food. Like they will tell you where all their food comes from. They have relationships and with farmers and they go back to berry farmers to banana farmers and they have given them a list of the quality of the food that they're looking for and how the food is being raised is that the right word grown <laughs> and um, cultivated and harvested 
And then it goes back to, it gets shipped up to um, their freeze-drying facility in Utah. So if you're interested in that, that kind of goes hand-in-hand with that little booklet I talked about a little bit ago. You can learn how to use freeze-dried food. It is so simple to use. It's easy. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to do another episode about different ways that you can use freeze-dried food because it's just life-changing. I use it every day. In fact, if you can't, if you haven't been able to tell, I haven't felt, I'm, I'm coughing a bit. I haven't felt well for a couple of days and I've been making myself an onion poultice to put on my chest because I, I've got just gunk in my lungs. And so I've been using freeze dried onions to make a poultice instead of cutting up a million onions. That's just so much work. When you feel, don't feel good, you don't feel like taking care of yourself. But being able to use freeze-dried onions to make an onion poultice, piece of cake, it's done in 10 minutes at the, at the max. So it doesn't take very long at all. But I use freeze-dried food every day, every day for snacks, for dinners, for onion poultices, all the different things. You've learned a little bit. I hope you go and teach that to somebody else. Uh, if you have questions, please reach out to me. You can go through the show notes and go into my my website, joyfullyprepared.com, and you can email me questions. I will answer any question you have. I promise you, I will just jump right on it and answer any questions you may have. You have questions about becoming a rep for a Thrive Life, being able to get your, you know, buy your own food um, and maybe start a little business. You can do that too. It's a great time to get started And if you're interested in freeze dryers or have questions about dehydrators, I am here for you. Well, I hope you enjoy your day. I hope that um, this has been a good podcast episode, regardless of my scratchy little voice. I am thankful for your time and your willingness to listen. And I hope you just have a lovely day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.